Guns today. It is fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody, to Footy and Frothy. You just threw out the uh, Club Trev theme there in tribute to us heading to Denman this weekend to reboot that show and try and get some uh, listeners out of the fire that was COVID. But um, we're back on board to Footy and Frothy. looking back on uh, Origin as uh, the lovely Sarah joins us here to feed Ollie some more rums, which only ever helps the show. Um, <laughs> how are we, old gentlemen? Trev, Ollie and Barney. Barney, how are you? Yeah, absolutely fine, mate. Yeah. Life's mate, good. I'm awesome. Okay, good. Oh, well, I've got my fresh rum, so I'm all right now. <laughs> Outstanding. It's um, fucking hot. Had a swim this afternoon, so feeling real good. Yeah, good. Um, I didn't, so I'm feeling real good too. Um, these beers are helping now. We are frothing up um, at the Grey Games Hotel once again. Uh, as we look back on Origin 2, where uh, the tables were turned, but we'll stick that over to the main event, and we will... I will secede to Oliver, who's in charge of the news today. Yeah, got a fair bit of news uh, over the past couple of days. Some confirmed, some not, as always. Um, first one is that reportedly from Sporting News Australia, which I think is one of the big ones, reportedly Cameron Smith has met with the Titans. Doesn't mean he signed, doesn't mean anything. Apparently he's met with them. Now, we know for a fact pretty much that he won't be re-signing with Melbourne from an, an excerpt from his book that came out today. Um, I believe his kids were going to school on the Gold Coast while uh, Melbourne were in that bubble on the Sunshine Coast, and he's recently bought a house there. Again, doesn't necessarily mean he'll he'll play there. Maybe he's just going to retire and move there. Do you... Or have a job at the Titans, maybe. First question, do you think Melbourne know about this, boys? (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah, they they would. They would. So, okay, so this has been held out to, obviously, the the, uh, cat's out of the bag, if this is what's going to happen. A Gold Coast the only option, or is there? Could Brisbane be a player? Could he's pretty much said that he's not going to sign for Brisbane, at okay. least in, in this current climate. And I think it's because of the way that that, that club currently is. But um, like as I said, even if he does sign with the Titans, he could just retire, be moving up there, and be I don't know, a coach or have something to do with the club. I think he probably would play a year there, that at least try to get him to do that, um, which would obviously be amazing. But, yeah, we don't really know for sure. Any thoughts? Yeah, no, mate, like, go with the Titans, take the money. Um, he'll do a good job for them. And if he does go there, like, he'll help with what they're trying to build out the Titans to get back to what they once yeah. were when they first came into the comp. It's something they need. And it could uh, potentially push them into the top eight. Yeah, and I don't think it'll hinder his legacy if they don't, and I'm not saying that they will, but if Cameron Smith was to lead the Titans to their first premiership, a club who throughout their tenure has not been the most successful, if he was able to do that, that would increase his legacy tenfold, I think. Well, no one's uh, ever wants to tell me the overrated Flogwater Lewis was the best 5'8 of all time and uh, his year at the Seagulls never hindered that in Queensland as I did. No, that's right. Captain coach. (laughs) 
Um, well, the bloke's still probably the best player in his position at the moment. If not, he's very yeah. close to it. Um, well, so he deserves to run around again if he wants to. The thing he's made very clear is he doesn't want to retire. Yep. He's enjoying. It. He, he doesn't. Have the, he, he thinks he's playing as good as ever, which he arguably is. Yeah. And um, why not play on? Um, and if he's happy to take a four hundred k pay cut or something, then good luck to him. And um, Titans uh, have probably got the better recruitment out of anybody that I've seen so far going into next year. So if you're going to join, jump in with someone. You'd be jumping in there. And if Titans were smart, they could absolutely just sign him. They could uh, sign him for a year on seven fifty, and say, "But next year on a million bucks for the next twenty years as our." Uh, assistant coach slash and whatever you know, he what, wanted to be. Just get him in a be. club, put him in a system, make him whatever he wants to be. They could also undercut the Broncos a little bit and say, hey, Craig Bellamy, look, your star, your star players on our coaching staff now. Why don't you come isn't be our done, club director? Isn't that a done deal, though? Bellamy to Broncos? I thought that's essentially I, a done deal. I, I don't think it's an official done deal, but yeah. uh, just, got, I, I'm not saying it would happen, but it, 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 it'd well. help. you got Mal and oh, Cam yeah. going forward, two pretty sharp minds to be um, you know, putting in the X's and O's for the team. So, it, it, Well, if two blokes are ever going to rebuild Queensland Rugby League, they're fair, it's, it's a fair starting point, yeah, isn't you it? You would imagine so. Yeah, um, well, yeah cool. Next. E- either way, I'm not tipping the Titans to make the eight next year. Shut um, up, Ollie. You're an idiot. <laughs> okay, can I just bag you for an idiot, Ollie? Uh, no, we'll save it for our... our Poll prediction show, which I'll talk about later, but um, I'll make that next year. Stop yeah. being an idiot. <laughs> uh, well, this is, I guess, kind of relating to Cam Smith still. Apparently, the NRL are considering changing the rules around immortal status and how you can receive immortal status. So, apparently, this, they're considering scrapping the five year wait rule and making it. So let's just say Cameron Smith announces he's going to retire. He's eligible to be an immortal instantly. And I think uh, it was Buzz Rothfield I saw a quote from from the Big Sports Breakfast who said, the NRL considering it because players such as Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston are pretty obviously going to be immortals anyway, so why would you wait? That That's apparently the argument that the I NRL... Agree. I, I agree with that argument because obviously Cameron Smith's an immortal. Yeah. So why not just... 100%. When he retires, why not just make a deal out of it and say, there it is. Obviously... Andrew Johnson's always going to be an immortal. Um, which, funnily enough, you go back and listen to our first ever episode. Actually, the crossover show we did, um, we all agreed he was overrated as well. But anyway, <laughs> um, you'd argue Thurston should be in that bracket. And, um, but yes, it, once you reach that status, you have that status. You're not going to suddenly – people aren't going to suddenly decide. Uh, di- different in a general Hall of Fame where nostalgia builds a bit over time. Yeah. Um, but there's no one that's not – well, there is actually people that aren't immortals that you could argue could be. Yeah, there's a couple. But um, I would argue Brad Fittler, to be honest with you. But, um, yep. And he never gets brought up in the conversation, which is actually find preposterous. Very weird. I he's mean, not. I'd even say a Brett Kenny. Brett Kenny. Brett Kenny's one that always Peter comes up. He beat me to it. Um, and then Lockyer deserves a spot. He'll probably Lockyer, end up in and there the, at um, some point. And um, Steve Rogers is the other one that – and obviously Bo, or Bozo's there, but Steve Rogers is the other one that comes up a lot. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, back to the point. We all pretty much picked Freddie in our – all-time teams and thought he should be pretty... He was the best footballer I ever saw. But anyway. Yeah, well, well I'd until, say... Until the last yeah, 10 years, I should I'd say. I'd say Lockie's the best I ever saw and they're all... It, it's usually the same players that people bring up. It's not yeah. the exact same. But it's not like NLT going, yeah. oh, um, uh, Steve Menzies should be an immortal. Like, five years isn't going to make a difference on that. Yeah. Just for 100%. example. Although someone did mention that on one of your stupid pages. Um, it's a great player. Keep going. Yeah, not immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, a, f- a fair bit of signing news slash rumours now. Um, Stephen Crichton's reportedly shook hands with Ivan Cleary about a three-year deal that's worth over a million dollars. Now he's 
uh, agent had a year denied or? this overall. So 1.5 over three years. His agent has refuted this, but apparently Crichton's come out in an interview and said, yeah, I did. But Crichton has come out before and says that he is going to re-sign with Penrith. When is 500 a year unders for him? Well, he Not hasn't played moment. Origin yet. No, that's true. And if they are going to offer him more, they would need to move a few players on a bit early, Two which is something years. you brought the up. Way I'll, sorry, the way I would say that is that's a good deal for Penrith if he comes to fruition. Over three years, yeah. 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 Um, and as we discussed a bit before off camera, the Tigers, Titans and Warriors are reportedly leading the race to sign Jerome Hughes. Now, that's not taking into account Melbourne re-signing him, which is, I think is what will happen in the end. But um, Tigers, Titans and Warriors looking at him. I mean, if the Titans get him, I'm happy, but I don't necessarily think we need him, especially if Fogarty has a good year. What do you think about maybe the Tigers getting Jerome Hughes in 2022, Daggy? It would please me. It won't solve the problem. Yeah, you, you do need a bit what more. Can I say more? They need... You, d- <laughs> Keep going. I'll Jerome, talk about for, yeah for Jerome. <laughs> Jerome who's to isn't going to walk he, into he, the he Tigers needs, club and rebuild it from this to no, top up. He, he needs someone like a Harry Grant, Cameron Smith. He needs people. Around. He needs a spine. Jeez, so. a Benji Marshall would have been all right to Imagine stick that. next if to. If only he was yeah. available <laughs> and around, and maybe a Ford pack. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I saw just any dad. Sorry, bunny dad. <laughs> uh, just before we came on, Brian Kelly, uh, I think in an interview with NRL.com, has called for the Titans to sign James Roberts. Although it looks likely he is going to the West Tigers, but um, apparently would, not. Though would uh, he be a good fit at the Titans? Our man Jimmy seems to think that's fallen through. Okay, well, do you guys reckon Titans would be a good fit? I, I, again, I don't think the Titans necessarily need him. You do want to play? You eat your wedges, right? The boy's right? got, <laughs> <laughs> no, got pace to burn. Um, if he's got someone giving him decent ball, he's going to be a, he, he fit into most sides. Yeah. Uh, he's had his off-field he's troubles, a, which is obviously a big um, a question mark him around on. him signing anywhere, to be honest. Um, it, like... Uh, the thing that worries me is that Bennett has basically... He's been Bennett's man for quite a while now, while he was at Brisbane and at Souths, and Bennett's actually brushed him now, so... Well, Bennett brought him to Souths, didn't he? The, yeah, and now he's brushed him, so that's a bit... I don't know, that's a, that uh, that fucking throws up a lot of questions in my mind. If you get him to a club on a minimum wage, because that's... He's not going to... You get him there for 120, 150, whatever it is now... Why not? Like, you've got yeah, nothing to... There's definitely. no downside. Uh, well, there is that he doesn't play and he ends up somewhere uh, he shouldn't. But uh, If he doesn't sign... If you get him right and fit and firing with something to prove, happy days. On his day... Will, again, will he help the Tigers? No. Will he... Maybe. Will he help a Titans? Yes. Could be... A great addition if, if you've got Cameron Smith running The worst part ball. is if Brian Kelly's True. the one who's um, pushing for him, yeah. he might end up taking Brian Kelly's yeah, spot. Because right. <laughs> Sammy's not going to lose his spot, is he? And I don't think Kelly would lose his spot. Kelly's been I, a little bit underrated, I'd say, in a decent time yeah, side this year. Yeah, he's been real good. And yeah. in the RLP, he got named in the RLPA Team of the Year in the centres, and I saw a lot of people online complaining, oh, why is Brian Kelly in there? Well, because... It's picked by the players. Picked by the players. I wouldn't There's know. only two so, centre yeah. spots in every team, man, yeah. so if you yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, no, I, I think um, if he doesn't go to the Titans, there's only one other area I could really see him going to, and that's only over, over to the Warriors because of Gus being there. Because Gus, yeah, even though he let Gus down at Penrith for whatever reason, I, I still think Gus will still have the time for him. 
Dragons need a centre. Dragons yeah. just throwing it up, but yeah. Yeah, well, also, uh, the Tigers are apparently set to lose Josh Alaya in 2022 to Manly, although that one's being uh, reported for a little while. And Sam McIntyre has officially gone to the Titans, so just to stick a bit of a knife into your wounds there, Daggy, it's not great, is it? Now, can I uh, Can anyone explain to me what the Tigers' recruitment plan is? Can anyone know. here... Is it either so far gone that no one will just play from it under the current administration and they're fucked? Or is there some long-term 2020 or two plan where they've got Hughes, someone else, and someone else in their sights well, and they're going to make a big play? Because I, um, I can't – I cannot understand it. LOA, if all the people in that – well, they didn't want Benji. Uh, and obviously they probably tried to bank 900 for Harry, um, which they're not going to get, it looks like. So – of all the people in that team, he would be, if he's not top three, he's fourth off the cow, fourth cap yeah. of the rank, people I'd want to sign for at least three, the next three or four years. And I can't, I, I think it's madness. I don't understand. I don't understand the plan. I just have given up. So why are they meeting with centres when they need yeah. a whole spine? Uh, they need and half a forward back. And half a forward back. Well, and if, they've sold half if, a forward back. Eisenhuth, LOA, McIntyre. Yeah, so either they've either they're just got this fucking pie in the sky idea that come 2022 they're going to sign Payne Haas, David Saifidi and Jerome Hughes and solve all their problems. I don't know what their plan is. Can I anyone think, I think shed that is sort of their plan, I think, just, I think just need to have talk to Adam Hardigan. Trying to free up recruit. some cash. Yeah. yeah. I, think the, I think the Tigers know as well, 2021 is a write-off. And yeah. I'm personally tipping them to win the spoon. And if they don't, they won't be too far off. Because you've seen all the talent that yeah. they've released and let go. It's Even obvious. this year. From going, yeah. They're going to have a weaker team next year. So... And, I'm, and, and call me Justin because I'm happy to come and have a chat. But um, like this year, they could have, and I threw out names the whole way through the year, they could have gone and snaffled Bailey Serena when he was on the market briefly. Yep. They could have gone Keegan Hipgrave and just, like there's two back roles going to work Co- very Connor hard Watson. for Connor Watson. Connor um, Watson. Corey Allen. Corey uh, Allen's one now. Like, they're chasing out a car, they're chasing the back, fucking in the James line. Roberts. Go and get Corey Allen and say, right, you're the fullback next center, five years. Wing, That's your back. spot. You own it. And then you go on, and then you build, at least you've got one in your spine and then yeah. you find the rest of yeah. it. I'm and then if you've you got him, go and put Adam Dewey at six or eight. You're a running five, eight now. Just watch what uh, Whiten does. That's your job now. I then I get completely used. do not understand Aloye. He's a young forward. He's progressed so much in the last 18 months, and they only get better until they're about 28 to That's 30, right. man. Like, I, I do not That's understand why you would get That's rid of Aloye. So, no idea. Yeah, so what – if it was me, I would have been – Apparently they didn't even want to talk to the bloke. No, not – yeah, just said no. So I don't know what their grand plan – like I said, there must be – some amazing plan up the sleeve or they've all lost a plot or they've got idiots from Brian's lawyers in their ears saying we know more than you so um, please don't sue me Brian's lawyers because I don't have a lawyer um, <laughs> all their juniors are the best in the country and we just which don't I, know which so you, so you're now at the point now if it was me I would be trying to bank the 2 million for 2022 I would be playing the under 20s team next year I would start Jock Madden at 6 I would start Little I would start Bloor I would start all these young kids and just go right we're going to finish last but like the Bulldogs are done. Games. As long as they try really hard and you win your three games and there's a you celebrate each win like it's a grand final win. 
tarmac and then drag them into the year after where we've got to have a huge... But again, you could have put Alan into that system. Maybe the system's cracked from the top down and maybe no one yeah. wants to admit it. And you know what? And, and it seems that, again, it seems like half these bourbons want to get in the front foot and tell everyone that's that they're it, wrong, it. but isn't that just the first sign of desperation? There's still all questions as well because it's all hypothetical because you don't know if you're going to get any of those blokes. Where, right. Even if you chase them as hard as that's you can right. and yeah. offer them over, doesn't for this, mean they're For this coming. season coming out, so you're not so, getting Attica, who is the premier winger and probably would do a decent job in our team as how, a fullback. What is his form been um, recently? Why wouldn't you just go right, Benji? Yeah, we'll pay you 150. There's a tick. That's one less thing to worry about. Apparently he wants four, but... So. Benji wants four. I, I wouldn't think so. Nah, couldn't imagine it. He just wants, no he, he just wants to play. He he said, he's openly yeah. said he'll play for whatever. Anyway. anyway. Uh, anyway so I want to flip this around because I want to actually wrap what a fucking genius Justin Holbrook is. He, um, he's, he, he's turned him, he, he timed it right for the end of the year. They've won five straight. Um, they've arguably got the form fullback in the comp. Hopefully he's fit to ready to go. They've got Spent the, they're going to have a hot just sport. working out exactly what exactly. he's got. And then, and then their recruitment has been exempt. How, how yeah. is it that they can have this recruitment and other clubs can't? Got rid of Bryce Cartwright. Like, they they were patient man. as well. In fairness, the Bryce Cartwright thing fell in their laps because it just gave him. He just gave him like a. Right, we don't need it now. You fucked up. Bye bye. Um, Shannon Boyd's gone as well. Shannon Boyd's so gone. That's over so there a was a little bit freed up that that did fall in their laps. Yep. But the way he's approached the season and the way he's come through and the way they're looking next year, it, and obviously Trevor, you two would know better the work he's done in England. Like he, no, mate, he done awesome. A serious brain and and he's setting the Titans up for the. Potentially um, to be the best team in Queensland for the next ten years. And definitely, man. Like what he done with St Helens after Cunningham coach. Like, no, no disrespect to Cunningham. Like the uh, St Helens went back. Then Holbrook's gone over in that first half a yeah. season that he was there. Sort of got him back in the mood. Then the following yeah. year, win, wins the Super League, and now he's back here in the NRL coaching. Because I know St Helens are usually up there in the Super League, but they had a, a bit of a small down yeah, period, and he there. he came in and he sort of right. relifted them. It looks like these days, right? If you want to get a good coach who isn't a Robinson, well, Robinson's in that category, but isn't a Bellamy or a Wayne Bennett, you poach someone from the Super League, and usually they do a job. You look at Maguire, Robinson. Can I ask? Holbrook. So where's Steve Price? Like he's done a decent job, hasn't he? No. Shocking. Oh, mate, really? they want him out at Warrington, mate. mate okay. they, They've just been eliminated. Mate, they don't I want saw him the final. I saw his injuries. Yeah, mate, they, they don't want him, mate. Like, and Adrian just, Lamb's over there, isn't he? Yeah, he's there with Wigan. They're there were rumblings like, he would... It's Where's Adrian Lamb? rumblings at Wigan, and they came first this year. But there, there's been small rumblings that he might be coming to the NRL in a couple of years, isn't there? He, the he will in the, the end, best. surely. He, like, that'd, that'd be the plan. The best coaches basically just set up their structure and, and their standards and go, this is the way we're going to play. And if you don't meet this, this and this, you can fuck off and I'll get someone in who's going to bust their ass for my club I'd and see, but for tell you me what, as a coach. And they, they'd have more freedom to do that in the Super League. And I guess when they have that experience doing that, it's easier to do in the NRL. That That's the only sort of correlation look, look I can get Sticky from Look what Sticky did with Kerbra. Like... They, yeah. were, they were pretty much a basket case when Sticky turned up. Yeah. They were floating in and around the bottom of the eight, and he just went, okay, we're going to play this way, and I want you blokes to do this, this, and this. Bellamy does the same thing. Bennett does the same thing. He gives them a few more cuddles than the rest of them. Um, like, it's just, it's yeah. about setting your team up. And what, then what I loved about Building a foundation. What and I loved about Sticky is foundation. when Hodgson went down, 
and everyone's whinging about the two running halves, which we talked about at the time. He just turned and goes, okay, well, I'll coach for two running halves. We're still going to change. Though. Right, yep. we're yep. going to sit down and restart. And, and, and he did. And they were, by the end of the year, the third best team in the comp. Tr- the day. Yep. And Holbrook's done the same thing with Tritons. He came in and went, we're going to play like this. Hey, and it didn't work for the first half of the season. Most but people don't know this, right? When the Bulldogs signed Des Hasler originally as coach back in 2012, yep. Holbrook was... All but signed, still delivered to be the yeah, right. coach at the Bulldogs. And, that, and they went with Des the last second. You know, uh, that's been a blessing in disguise for Holbrook, I reckon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it's <laughs> better for Holbrook to <laughs> get that experience right. over yeah. in England. And yeah. All right, let's move on. What do we got? Uh, well, look, just a few quick bits of news still. Uh, Remus Smith over to the Storm. And then a few... Su- a few. that's a sneaky good signing. Yeah, um, and then a few NRL players are off to England next year. Uh, whole KO have announced Albert Verte and Ryan Hall, and I think we sort of assumed Ryan Hall would... He was gone back there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought he would have gone back to Leeds nah, just for a bit nah, of... Nah, he was never going to go back to Leeds. No. Nah. Well, he uh, wasn't going to get a job here, that's for sure. Yeah. When, uh, we went, when down the road, we all sit down and pick our best UK players to ever play uh, NRL. I can safely assume we weren't picking him. But anyway. No, he's one I'd say if it was five years before, then yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but he came but over. Really? Was it? Anyway, move on. He, he, but, but he, another news, <laughs> another news <laughs> no, uh, from down. over in the UK, uh, Scotty Sorensen has met with Hull FC and what I've been told, it's all but being signed. There we go. Uh, well, good solid back rower too. He is, mate. Like he was obviously getting to the end of his career in the NRL, but yeah, he's a good player, man. Yeah, he, good signing. And also, uh, Sione Mataudia and Ignatius Parsi off to yeah, St. St. Helens yeah. as well. And the last bit of news I've got here, which sort of ties into it all, the NRL are rep- there are people, sorry, within the NRL and ARL that are reportedly consider that reportedly want the NRL to buy the Super League that's coming from the Australian. And Trev, you wrote a follow up sure article about it yesterday. So, what are your thoughts on the whole? Oh, mate, situation. I, I think it can be a good thing. Yeah. And that, if it's done properly, but they can't try to tie it in. They got to still keep it separate. They're gonna. I, I think it. they will, though. I think they would. Don't try to tie it in as much, and uh, and just make sure that the game in England don't doesn't lose its identity. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm more worried about. But at the end of the day, what does that even mean for anyone? Does it, is it just the owners just they just fund it? They they're going to make money. They fund off it and they it? make money off of it. Like, but it, it, as long as there's no fun, there's not going to be any fundamental changes. I couldn't imagine. No, it, it's just unless it becomes they become comes an extended trade period between the two or something like that. The yeah, game so. over in England right now is sort of suffering suffering financially, especially yeah. because of COVID. So they'd get it back up to a sort of professional standard, the NRL. Um, and from what I've seen online, most supporters that I've seen over in England right, are right, very right. much for it. They're very much for it. I sort of think it's a thing where Can if the it? NRL buys the Super League, it will either be perfect for the game, it will grow the game exponentially worldwide, especially in England and Australia, and have two strong professional leagues. Or it could go completely the other way and it ends up killing the game in England. What I think England needs to do, and I've, and I've said this for a long time now, I think that has hurt the game in England when they went from winter to summer. They go back to yep. winter, mm-hmm. or I reckon the game will become better again. Yeah, so any thoughts, Brian? No, no. Oh, well, any professional sport, like England Rugby League will end up losing its identity. It's going to end up following the NRL because it is the pinnacle of a professional sport. You look at it, all the American sports, it's all the same. Like The coaching filters through from the top to the bottom and they all end up they, they all end yeah. up playing that yeah. same robotic style because mm. you know, it's what works. It's yeah. what gets you results and professional sport is result That's driven, right. So They're not still having kicking duels in the Super League. No, exactly. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah. And back in the 90s we were still doing that in the NRL. But... Um, like, yeah, obviously, 
I, I like the idea, but it, it's all sky, pie in the sky stuff at well, the moment. Yeah, so uh, it, it does. Really- I don't need to share Lee, but can you anyone explain to me the return on investment? Like, how, oh, I'll be honest, it won't be any return. That's no. what I mean. Like, it's just no. a. If there's blo- if you if there's blokes that have more money than cents, cool, go and put your money into the game. Good, good and it's glad because and it w- would have if a I was a billionaire, I'd go and put money into sport. I love as well. International game a bit closer, but yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah, it's just it if it's just difference. rich blokes waving their dicks around, cool. It, <laughs> I just don't understand <laughs> what that's what it is. Yeah, and I'll I'll wave my dick as much anyway if I was a billionaire. Hopefully, it would have a positive impact on and, the game as a whole like because you, you know what I would love a world where the NRL and Super League are basically on the same level and of course everyone's of course. watching both leagues you just look at football worldwide there are so many there are strong leagues in Europe there are multiple leagues that people watch and it's and the biggest sport in the world you'd love well, New Zealand to have a league as well New Zealand to have a league yeah but until a, a real real big fish comes in and Russian billionaire and, comes and, and decides he's going to fix the whole world game which one day I might um <laughs> Until then, I just—he's not. They're not going to make money out of it, so I don't get as an investor what the upside is. I, I, I wish him the best, and I hope it all works out. And I'm sure. Oh, look, it's also a bit of an if you, ego and, thing. And like to you, of course, it is. But anyway, like you said, if you're going to do it, you'd go and respect the history and, and spit down with who's the people who are there and say, right, what do we need to know? What do I need to know? Someone who just wants to buy this league to. As I said, wave my dick around. You'd at least think I'd have to respect to sit down and go, okay, what should Get I respect and what should I know yeah. and yeah. what needs to be fixed? Because I'll tell you one thing that needs to be fixed. The television deal over there, Sky Sports. Oh, what's that? Papa John's. Yeah, Papa John's. <laughs> no, 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 I, mean, no, no, I love a good sports. pizza, right? But Free hey. pizza after the game. <laughs> Sky Sports, mate. Are they about to sign with BT Sport? Oh, mate, who knows what's going on over there at the moment, but Sky Sports have been doing the games for so thing, and you only get like two games a week on TV. The UK's in a fair the bit of trouble, is, yeah, man. Like, like on a global right. scale with you, the pandemic that's going around UK, at the moment. UK, yeah, there's right. no the money UK in UK general, TV. Like, everything's going to struggle for at BT least Dropping stuff left, right, and centre. UK uh, Sky is dropping stuff left, right, and centre. Uh, I know, I, and I don't think ITV or the free to air joints are interested really. They're, they're but I tell you what, if the NRL were to buy the Super League, that's one big positive impact they would have. They could work with TV networks and they could sort well, something out. I know they show it anyway, but it would be part of the deal. Is that yeah, every, show, every game be shown live, whether that means on at Fox five AM on so Fox League. Half, of, half of them are already, but yeah, yeah, that, that's right. But um, anyway, we'll move right. on. Um, yeah, that's all the news. All the news, good work. Uh, no other discussion points, boys, before we get back into Origin. Should we just roll along or should we have a beer break? Oh, beer break. Beer break. Okay. We're back here after the break. And uh, just quickly, um, before we get into the Origin chat, we'll push that uh, we've got, we'll have an Origin review show next week. Yes. Yep. To sum up the season, the week after, we're going to have some fun. I was going to say we'll get in the beers, but we do every week. Uh, <laughs> but it's our bold prediction show. So like all my best ideas, I blatantly stole it from someone else. And uh, we're going to have a bold prediction show. So leave – I'll put up some posts on Facebook. Write in, leave your craziest predictions for season 2021. Your team, and any other team. Your, anything yeah. you want. Throw up a couple, don't care. The biggest bold prediction that comes true or close to true – I will personally 
pay for a plaque and a, <laughs> something to put in your wall saying you are the inaugural bowl prediction winner. Hopefully this uh, podcast continues into perpetuity and this becomes our annual sign-off for the yeah, okay. for the year each year. Nice. This is my idea. Yeah, yeah. I float all these ideas on air, obviously. Yeah, happy with that? Yeah, so like this it. will be our 2020 sign-off, but it will be – we're going to run through the four of us. This is your homework. Mm-hmm. A bold prediction for every team. So to set your rules, you can't just tip a Bradley M player from every, year, every team. You can pick – Across your 16, you may pick one as a Dally M. Yeah. You may pick one as a rookie, blah, blah, blah. You can't just go, oh, White and a win uh, Dally M five of the year. That's not bold. That's probably obvious. So you've got to be a little bit outside the square, but nothing too crazy because I'll slap you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going fucking crazy. Yeah, well, but go crazy. The winning prediction, and hopefully the, the uh, listeners get on board too. We've had some good numbers listening lately, and uh, hopefully they get on board and give us some feedback. Yeah. They'll be read out as well. As I said, the winning prediction at the end of next season, we'll announce at a next season's bold prediction show. We'll announce a winner, and I'll send them personally a plaque. And uh, this will be our new annual closer season. How's that sound, boys? Awesome. Very good. Well, to keep us from going too crazy, I'd like to make a suggestion on air as well. And this is Ooh. to the listeners at home who will send stuff in. If you're going to make a crazy bold prediction, you've got to at least have one sort of thought out reason to back it up as to how yeah, it can happen. Give us a sentence to why. Yeah, give us a, you can't just I don't say, want an essay, but uh, give me, yeah. I want a one or two sentences. 25 word yeah. response. Yeah, you, you, like you can't just say Matt Moylan's going to win the Dalian medal yes. and that be it. You've got to actually say why you think yep. Matt Moylan's going to win the Dalian and, medal. And, and, and I've got to see, I haven't done it, started myself, but so the four of us will sit down and we'll He's do got a better chance of being medically retired, but anyway. So the plan is <laughs> we'll do our homework for this, for the two week show. We'll come in with a prediction per team. Uh, and all of us are eligible to win it as well. I might just buy myself a plug. Um, <laughs> then what we'll do is we'll come back in February next year and we'll do our proper prediction show once the 25s are finalised, as uh, Trev, Barn and I did at the start of this year, yep. um, and reboot the show next year. Uh, and anything we'll embarrass to add? ourselves at the end Sounds of the season and as then, we did And then, year. like I always yes. do, I'll tell Barney to go back and listen to last year's show <laughs> and pick a winner. And that's how I roll. And uh, So uh, that's coming up in two weeks' time. But for now, uh, next week will be our Origin Review Show, which means we need to review Origin last week. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Barney's got extensive notes. We'll go straight notes. through the stats. New South Wales, 34, played Queensland, 10, six tries to two. 89% completion from New South Wales, which was, yeah, one of the major factors in this game. 74% completion for Queensland, 40 out of 45 sets for New South Wales, and only 25 out of 34 for Queensland. Seven errors to New South Wales, played 11 for Queensland, seven line breaks to three, 31 tackle bust to 26, six offloads to three. New South Wales forced three dropouts, Queensland forced zero. Uh, 40-20, which was a bit disrespectful, to be honest, because it wasn't needed, but it was lovely to see. Uh, penalties conceded. New South Wales gave away three. Queensland gave away five. There was a, uh, a sin bin each, which we'll get to a little bit later. 41 tackles for Cook, 49 for Friend, 239 metres from Teddy, and 162 from Capewell. Uh Tedesco with 22 runs for 239 metres. Uh, Daniel Tupo with 20 runs for 227 metres and big, strong carries again. Uh, Tedesco had four tackle busts, two line breaks and two line break assists. Tupo had two tackle busts and a line break. Whiten, 11 tackles and seven misses again. Uh, Gutho made 21 tackles and missed four and had three errors. Not his best game, but still put in 
tons of effort. Tries very hard, I think. Yeah. He does, yeah. Um, Haas in 49 minutes made 17 runs for 165 metres, uh, 85 post-contact metres, three tackle busts, 25 tackles and zero misses. Uh, there was nine missed tackles out of the 10 forwards for New South Wales and for Queensland, they missed, uh, where is it here, 15 tackles in their front in their front row. 15 missed tackles from their starting pack and eight from the bench. Wow. New yeah. South Wales only missed five tackles in their starting pack and they missed four from their bench. Like, that, that is a massive... Like yep. Obviously, that, that just indicates how much domination uh, New South Wales had in that forward pack. And Payne Haas, in my opinion, was a big reason for it. He had a massive game. Um, yeah, Queensland... Queensland made 19 tackle busts in their back line and only a couple in the front row. Like the yeah, New South Wales dominated in the forwards. Um, as um, one of my pubes seemingly makes in my mouth. Um, <laughs> uh, Tino and Lindsay Collins were the only uh, two forwards to make over 100 metres. New South Wales had four, uh, five forwards make over 100 metres and fucking four backs. Like, there was only three blokes in the Queensland team that made over 100 metres. And Kate Will was 162, was the best of them. Hasn't he... Oh, he's a beast. He's made a name for himself. Man, he is now... Um, His next contract's doubled. Next contract's doubled. He's now <laughs> a, a, a commodity. With Cape, well, um, unfortunately, I know I didn't bring it up in the news, but some off-field issues are going on with Brent Naden. And if he doesn't happen to be in the right mindset next year or if... <laughs> Ivan wants to start him off the bench like he had the past couple of years. I mean, and you don't want to start Tyrone May. I mean, Kurt Capel's certainly making a a case to start at centre next year for Penrith. Without any spoilers to my bold prediction, we're getting off topic here. Without any spoilers to my bold prediction about the Panthers, um, all of a sudden you lose Mansell. Naden could be out for who knows. Like, you don't know how bad, if he's in rehab, that's... An issue. It, it's not a rugby league uh, thing, so we just... No, 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 I just tried to yeah, comment. I'm just saying, so we don't I wish him absolutely the best. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got Charlie Staines there. You, I suppose you do have to play Cable at four, really, because then there's... Yeah. Suddenly there's cracks. There's cracks. Anyway, it's for this prediction show. Um, as Barney gives me a stern look and tells me to move <laughs> on. Um, but, yeah, Queensland missed 23 out of 31 tackles in their forwards, and, and New South Wales only missed nine out of 26. Like, that's just... Mm. Um, should we do a brief overview of what we all thought, or should you, we plough into your thoughts there? Um, very quick, I just want to say, look, and we were all very critical last week, and uh, it was amazing how they seemed to just literally address every, every single, single thing point. that we raised yep. and addressed it to a T, and... It was they, – they played pretty good footy. Um, kind of awesome footy. Uh, Ridiculous. You've got better notes than me. I, I can do my notes. first set of the game, Queensland didn't get out of their 20. Fuck, they it's a long show if their, we do a set by set. Yeah. You know, they were kicking off their own 20 in the first set. And then New South Wales came strong straight up the middle. We had that fucking rubbish chip bomb bullshit at the end of the first set for New oh, South Wales. The, the first, uh, all I'll say is the first 10 minutes – I just thought here we go again because I know their first set was good, but Queensland then looked all right for the next couple. Yeah, Queensland oh. went straight and DCE back up the was in. I will say DCE was in absolutely everything when they had that first. Uh, ten when minutes. they had the first yep. ten, they had they did rest of that position and they Obviously, did it. And DCE was HIA really, was a massive yep. turning point in the game. Um, it definitely wasn't a high tackle, <laughs> whether it was early and you know the bloke hit his head after being dragged down and contested ball. Who knows? You can argue either way realistically, but. 
I didn't see a lot in it, but it was it was a big impact on the game. Um, Queensland just went straight up the guts and got six again with an error off Josh Adokar and then scored. And what a fucking finish from Xavier Coates. That's going to be on highlight reels for fucking ever. Ethan Ryan. It, it will at origin level, but isn't it so? Like these are not common. It's expected now at club level, really. Yeah, that's right. That finish, yeah, but it's fucking upside down. I, know. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't actually realise. I don't know why, because obviously I've watched him a lot this year. I just didn't realise how big he was. Mm. I don't, never really jerried, and I don't know if it's because the rest of their back row, Izako and Boyd, are not short humans, but. He's a big boy, isn't he? He just needs to do a bit more work out of his back end. Yeah. Start doing a few of those tough runs. But yeah, right. go on, Ellen. No, I was just going to say on Xavier Coates this year, I, I don't necessarily think he's had the greatest season, neither has any Brisbane player. Yeah, we but got what dropped he ha- after a couple of weeks. What, he, he, has, what he has done is it, it's those tries. Those, those oh, he's a finisher, man. He gets one yeah. intercept and he runs the length of the field and scores, or he scores a crazy-looking try. But then maybe the rest of the game doesn't have too huge impact but I feel like because he does that he gets hyped a little bit uh, he's certainly got the potential funny, oh, and he'll be there next year oh, yeah. for Brisbane isn't but a funny um, thing that Brisbane, I hope he improves and I'll keep, I'll keep it off topic because I'm going to try and keep it straight as can no, but okay, isn't it a funny thing that Brisbane team ran last and were very ordinary there's some superstars but you could it? if you're another club you'd be picking you could pick out probably 12 players yeah and go, that would work I'd at my club. Or six, no, definitely. No, well, like you, <laughs> <laughs> best player. No, but you could go and fi- you could. I'm saying you go and find an upside to some of those players that yeah, just did yeah. fuck yeah, all, I know. Uh, and then packed it in. And because they're kids as well, what do you do? Yeah. But almost their whole backline in a, at the right club, you could put in somewhere, and their whole forward pack or like. Yeah. There's no one in that team that's not a first grade player. They're just. Realistically, that team shouldn't have got the wooden spoon, but obviously no. with what There's happened in the so I, did, I did declare after two weeks they would win the comp, so, you know, yeah, I'm a good judge. There's only one player who played with Hart all year, and he, I believe he was New South Wales' best the other Payne. night, Payne Huss. I would put Carrigan in that category too. I'd yeah, Carrigan just oh, yeah, worked his Carrigan. backside oh, out. And did I mean, when he got yeah, turned up each week. No, he turned up each week. I know what you're saying, yeah. yes. And Carrigan, he's injured. He turned up every week, Carrigan. He what? was fucking... Yeah, yeah, that's why he's yeah, not in this. Say, he'd be in this moment. Queensland team if you... Probably Brody Croft as well. You'll have Barney. Don't get me started on Brody Croft. Yeah, so keep playing free Barney. And then, yeah, as Trev just alluded to, mate, the New South Wales props took over. Saifidi and Haas were enormous there for the next 10 to 15 minutes from 10 from 10 minutes into the game until almost the back end of the first half New South Wales just took it to them straight in the middle um, and then they set the platform there was a nice offload from Frizzell which was probably the best thing he did all night because he was quiet again which is unusual for him but he did do some nice things but that offload and back to uh, back to Cleary and the dummy and run He's pre- pretty good. What I loved ball. is basically 15 minutes in, they just decided, right, we're running halves now. And for the rest of the game, all they did was run the ball. Unless Why did was... they run the ball? Because the forwards were going forward That's right. to open it up. And, and obviously Walker helped that. And well, the second yeah. try, which we'll get to, I guess, keep going by, but the second try, Sorry, Walker. Yeah, was... and then Cleary and Walker started playing together. Yeah. And, you know, um, Walker was playing both sides of the field, which keep. Kiri wasn't doing the week before you, yeah. and he, he was stuck Ooh, in right. that left-hand edge with White, and, and that never went anywhere. Well, the well, week yeah, one before, set he's kicking on the left to Tupo, the next set he's running to the right to score a try. Running over his lines yeah. out the back yeah. on the right-hand side to score a try, and yeah, it, <laughs> mate, they, they dominated that next half an hour. Like basically, from ten minutes into the first half, New South Wales just dominated the rest of that half. Yeah, and a big part of it was 
um, clear his kicking game. Kicking early for Addo Carr for their pace on the yep. edge. Just like that, that kick was a 50 metre kick and they pinned him in their in goal. Yep. Because Addo Carr is just the quickest motherfucker on the and field. What, and what I love, and I, I love that like, play with, I love that play with all my heart. I adore that play. I love it. If, like. <laughs> But when they did it once, I was just so happy, and they did it again. And then by the end of the game, it was like they've worked out just how keep to. Fucking doing they've it. worked out how to like. <laughs> it's like when you play the PlayStation and you, you finally <laughs> work out the one play that always guarantees the try. It was like they like, worked like it Reece out. Like Reese in two thousand three. Oh, it was just, I, Yeah, I loved it. Was it. The I just, I just adore. I just thought everything he did about everything uh, Cleary did was great. I thought he's kicking. He got rid of that shit uh, after the first one. He didn't chip. It, he didn't, didn't chip again. again. He booted again, again, and then and they ran. And they ran, they ran, and I. But that play, and and that play doesn't happen if Adokar's not a fucking tremendous tracer. Where it, it's it's right to just chase and get your body there, he and goes, they run around, you get it. He pinned them every time. He grabbed them on the goal line and, and dragged but, them back in. Goal. And the like, asset these that his pace is so good is that they're picking up the ball by the time he's already got him. But his right. attitude in the last twelve months, oh, it's just like I said, oh, he's always had great attitude. attitude. Since he's been at the Storm, he's always had great yeah. attitude. He's just gone to another when, level. Man. Like when there was a talk of him wanting out in Melbourne, he was right. He goes, it's for family reasons. My wife, my kids, everyone's in Sydney. He yeah. goes, if Sydney was Melbourne. I would love it. He goes, and I remember what he said. He goes, for all you people out there who are doubting me, I want to win another premiership with Melbourne. And look what happened. And I tell you what, now that he's likely staying at staying Melbourne, there. a lot of players would say, no, I don't want to stay, stay secure my release or I'm not going to play next year or something. But no, he's like, okay, I've signed a contract to the end of he's next year. He's also getting a little, bit of, get a, some, a little bit of something in the A little bit of a top up. He would, but I... I, I which he deserves because he's, he's, yeah. he's the game's premier. But I think even if he didn't, he'd be like, okay, I understand the situation. You guys want something back in return because I I want to leave early but because that can't happen okay I'll stay in my place I'll play hey, next year and I'll right. just wait next but year he, he, he's the best supporting winger he, this that this series that he might be the this might be the best wing performance I wouldn't be surprised if he gets Walsh, player man. of the series to be honest he does it, I would play for him tries I was about to say this is the best winger performance for New South Wales since Jared Hang yeah it's right up there um, and, and then we've that, talked about his we've talked about how next game. try obviously as I said uh, Cleary and Walker were working together Walker split went wide and then it was Teddy back up the middle which you alluded to the week before they needed to get him involved back up the middle and good footwork good pace and did he get his he got one didn't he nearly got two he's explosive through that yeah. gap oh, was awesome. Mate, yeah, footwork and speed is just dynamic. Mm-hmm. As uh, one of my old players from Red Stars, you say, Monty Gaddis, slow feet donate. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, Cleveland now. Cleveland, that's right. I just, just yeah. said, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, keep your money, please. Yeah, um, the New South Wales just applied the pressure for the rest of that half. Um, there was a really good try saver from Gay Guy on Teddy in that. Oh, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Court. Oh, mate. Yeah. He's, he's, again, he had a brilliant game. He's just like... Gay guy someone, because he's another one that's half on the outer because they've just uh, paid Latrell a lot more money. And Queens... Are, any any club Queens could take gay guy. If he, this was his best... I honestly believe this was his best season for Souths. And if you if a good club gets him, he's a serious... Any serious club winger. gets him, man. Yeah. He's fucking... He's someone I'd be happy to actually take. Centre, I'll take him before I take Jim. You probably end up chucking him back at fullback, yeah. realistically, if you wanted to. Like, he'd do a job to. at fullback. Well, and this thing about Souths next year, they've still got Alex Johnson's going to be playing like Reggie's. <laughs> they've, anyway... <laughs> And Corey, let's get to Corey anyway. Corey, oh, well, Corey, <sighs> someone's got to snap him up before next season. 
They have to. But yeah, Walker opened up that right side. Cleary and Teddy were playing the middle, and then Teddy floated out to the left and started playing with White. And so they just opened up all avenues on the field, and they were terrorising Queensland. They probably could have been 30 up at halftime, yep. realistically. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I thought there was times there where you just thought, okay, the floodgate's going to open up, but the Queensland's... They, they, they try hard, they do. Yeah, but, but their effort was awesome in defence. Um, to, to not drag this out set by set going the second half, um, yeah, the back end they got their consolation try, they tried a little bit at the end, but... Um, yeah, sum up the second half quickly, Barney, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I've only got about four sentences for the second <laughs> half. Yeah, I opened a beer. In, but, <laughs> but off the kickoff, mate, that first run off the kickoff, Paulo off the back yep. fence with his, you know, oh, in, love it. absolutely smacked into him and just set the tone again straight up. Um, good shift out to the left off Cook. Cook to Cleary and then Whiten try in the corner. Like, it, Queensland didn't look like getting close in that, like, no. at all in that second half. Um and then friend kicks one out in the full, just like under complete pressure. Nobody knew what was going on, so they just threw it to him and he kicked the fucking thing and kicked it out <laughs> in the full. New South Wales get the ball back. Um, and there was nothing for Queensland until uh, Papali went into beast mode and just forced his way over yep. to score at the back end of the game. Um, yeah, Tino and Haas got into a bit of a... I, I want to see the NRL in, implement the NHL fucking rule of just <laughs> let them all go. Fucking, just let them throw them because they were throwing half-decent punches, but they had blokes holding their arms yeah, and their yeah, shoulders yeah. and just fucking everyone stand back. And they could let them pull the fuck out of each other, send them both to the bin and get on with the fucking game. I, I love to, well, And the bin doubles down because you can have an HA yeah. at the same time. So. <laughs> come back. You're either coming back or you're not. The long-term health of players that a HIA doesn't come too much into it, but um, I found it hilarious after the game. I had people commenting on my post-game post. I had people messaging me saying, "The Biff is back." No, it's not. It was not like, back. It was ten blokes holding on yeah, to each other. All I'll say is, like, all I'll say is that um, I'm glad neither of them got charged for game three, and I'm glad Cleary didn't get charged. And you know, that's good. Move on. But as I said, um, I'd love to just, just all just stand back and just let them go for it. Fucking do your best. <laughs> that would have been quite an interesting. Uh, he, he's got. A, I think he's got a draw in him house. You would. You'd have to hit him pretty hard to get him down. So mm. anyway, but save that for that the was, uh, supposed that was uh, gallon. All, uh, all I really had, to be honest, man. Like fucking Papali. He didn't do a lot during the game, but he fucking. But he just pushed his way over at the end there. Capewell fucking like he was. Queensland's best, yeah, I think, again. again. If Queensland... Like, sorry to interrupt, but if Queensland do win the series, he's probably going to win the Wally Lewis medal. I think it's. I think he's the only hope. Yeah. yeah. Arrow unless and unless uh, suddenly... Unless they somehow order DCE for some reason. Tino yeah. and Arrow had some pretty good impact, but other than that, man, there was... Cameron Smith will probably get there. it. All right, so uh, a couple of notes. Well, just a couple of talking points. Um, we've mentioned that O'Carr... Uh, we haven't mentioned Tupo. He was tremendous oh. again. He was outstanding. And a lot of people bagged him, telling me he redeemed for game one. His work in the back end was... It was all because of that himself. offload that Munster yeah, yeah, picked it up one and error. ran away with. One but, but his first game work was so good, and he was again outstanding. Finally, they kicked to him. 
bit of luck he might have scored. He might have created. He nearly half created. I don't think I've ever seen him run that hard, man. Like yeah. he, yeah. when he was taking those scoots out of dummy half or the one off the ruck, yeah. like first and second tackle, and he was knocking forwards back. Yeah. Like he was fucking. He, he was doing a massive job. I um I don't know when Australia is going to play again before the World Cup, but at the moment it's Tupo it, and Adokai, clear choice for wingers for Australia. Oh, 100%. Yep. Well, that's what's about. At the moment, like just on, on that, at the moment it looks like there's not going to be any travelling for Australians over to Europe nah, until the happen. end of uh, 2021. It won't be happening. Um, well, well, yeah, my point what I was going to make was I know we just said Adokar's best win game. Yeah. Tupo's clearly second best. Oh, 100%. And, then, and there's some and daylight to so hard, and there's some daylight ridiculous. to no Faluma after that. Oh, oh who was that? That was me. Barney's just uh, <laughs> cleaned up here. There we go. Didn't end up in your lap. You're right. I just spilled a full beer. I've got, got a glass beer. on him. Did I cut him? Like a phoenix from the ashes. We have risen from the uh, whatever just happened there, Barney. Do you want to explain just, that? Or? Just, just tried to destroy the place. Huh. I tried to push my chair back and the table moved. But it did. It did. Yes. did. And then a couple of glasses Dramatically ended flew up in towards Ollie's me. lap. But I tell you what, <laughs> it's a very hot summer's, well, spring's day here today in Penrith. And now my nether regions and my legs are feeling Cool, calm, and collected. That is the that, alcohol. That's just that is how on, silver so. linings work. All right, let's let's quickly uh, <laughs> knock off my last two points on my notes. Um, I just want to give it. I would actually mention um, how good uh, Fanukan and uh, Jake Turpo uh, were. They were both. Out, oh yeah. Not not quite a uh, you know. It's just that glue in the rubber. middle that you need. And but they were just you could chuck Yo in there as well. So, yeah, yeah, and like, like Yo's the first work run. Mate, what about Nathan Brown's first run? We're getting to that. Yeah, go on, go on. Mate, that's only because you're talking about Yo's first. Yeah, two of the people at the table have wet pants. Mate, yeah, he's got wet pants. I've got wet pants. I said everyone, I couldn't wait for him to get his first hit up. He, it's like he ran off the back fence and he knocked Jake Friend into next week. It, yes. Then the bench didn't uh, to see get as many minutes as they needed, to be honest. Like no. they, they could have used the bench a lot more, but they didn't need to. So, no. Well, Fanukan played a, a little bit, but I just thought... Yeah, played and, 40 minutes. Yeah, the rest of them played like 20 the, minutes each. And It was a good point, but the three of them were absolutely outstanding. Um, the glue really in the middle that you absolutely and need. Then, they um, just hold everything together. But then I loved, I loved, I loved, um, and we said it last week, hold Paulo back. I love the wrecking ball Paulo. Temisville half-time, there he was, exactly like we said, causing havoc. And then Nathan Brown back into the game. Yo doing all the dirty, nasty stuff. Chaboyevic as well. Just, he took a few more runs than he did the week before. But yeah. Thank you, Freddie, for, uh, for listening enough, last week. It, um, come on the show, Fred. <laughs> I've, t- I've said you should be an immortal, so come on the show. Um, <laughs> I think we can organise that. absolutely outstanding. Uh, anything to add, boys, on the uh, on last week? Oh, and we all bagged Cleary, uh, and I did. Well, I led the charge, and I just thought he was outstanding. I thought he ran the ball, he kicked the ball. He just uh, yeah. it sounds really yeah. simple. And I, I said Cleary, I would have dropped um, Cleary before I would have dropped Kiri, but on the evidence in game two, like fuck, he just just yeah. threw the pie in everyone's face, didn't he? He just yeah. was like, no, nah, fucking, I am good. Fucking watch this. Well, yeah. I made a I made a post on Cleary during the week, which I'm not sure if you guys seen, but when I was sort of researching just throughout Cleary's career, it seems he is nearly the best player to respond to criticism because whenever he's had a bad game or a bit of a bad stint, he 
instantly replies with world-class performances. In 2019, he wasn't even poor. He just didn't have his best season because Maloney was in control at the Panthers. He got bagged out a lot for it. I think he was. A, was that's uh, a whole. That's a different Cleary. I wouldn't even count that. Yeah, he was. But, you know but then he was arguably the best player in the game in 2020. Arguably, yep. well, he's voted that. So yeah, by the yeah, players. By, by the players. Yep. So and again, he had a poor Grand Final and poor Origin One. So he didn't only respond in Origin Two by having a good game. He got man of the match. Yep. So he's the type of guy. If I, I take it, if you want to doubt Cleary or give him a bit of criticism, don't be surprised if he proves you wrong the next time. And the one big thing out. in the post-match interview after the first game, he actually came out and said it was my fault. Like I didn't get him around, I didn't do my job, and fucking he came out and did his job the next week. Like he was absolutely tremendous the way he steered that team around. And yeah. um, I think he was obviously given a few more points of like if you were, if there's space there, fucking kick the fucking thing early, and we'll get down there and we'll tackle them. Yeah. Which is what you know was one of my. Major I think I think that's a things. I think that's a bit like, of a brandy influence there as well. I think yeah, it's a brandy quite play. possibly. I've but just I think he went off that brandy script well a couple of times as well yeah. and just did it off the top of his head, which is. But I love it. There was probably a twenty period where they just yeah. didn't kick the ball at all. They just ran it. So we're going to run, 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 and see what happens. Pin them in the corners. So yeah. Daggy in game Hello. one, you compared him to Mitchell Pearce, which I think was a fair assessment for that game. Game one, who do you compare him to in game two? His performance, there. a good Mitchell Pearce, Cooper Cronk. Right, so we're Mitchell no, Pierce, who no, hasn't so played already. What I want to say about well, she, what I, just to clarify that a little bit because I was just about to say it. Um, what I say is that though he didn't play bad, he was just there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But in Which saying that, he doesn't miss tackles. It's not like a, he's not one of those. He's not a halfback that starts missing tackles when he's playing like shit. He doesn't really. He doesn't fuck up. He doesn't do anything wrong. He just doesn't. Look. He doesn't play. Um, would I compare bad. him to in that second game? It's Cooper Cronk, mate. He played the. Game plan to an absolute fucking I, I think team. You're yeah, hundred percent. Right. And then right. did a yeah. little bit of extra stuff on top of it. Like he he was fucking brilliant. Like I think that's probably the the best performance I've ever and ironically, seen. And ironically, and ironically, as I lick beer off my hand, ironically, um, he played the Adam Reynolds to the Cody Walker. Probably re- and Rendon Bormore. So, so yeah, Kip Cronk. I think Kip Cronk's a good The no. kicking game was fucking. Like I a, couldn't, a plus, I couldn't, plus plus. I can't say Andrew Johns, well, but, early but just uh, the timing of his runs was Johns-ish. Well, let's say he, Hello, Vince. Sorry. got a message. It was just like... Okay, this is good radio. Let's keep going. All right, <laughs> um, <laughs> my father's seven beers deep in the corner. So there he is. Oh, uh, everyone get on Britain Vince. at Hawkesbury. Race for it uh, at Hawkesbury, Britain. On Thursday? Yeah, yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. I might go out we'll, and we'll watch him. Anyway, um, show us your tips is where you find your winners. This is where we talk about losers. <laughs> so let's talk about anything, any, yeah, anything from the fire for Queensland apart from Tino and... Tino and Lindsay Collins were good in that pack. Um, Papali there's was... Is there still Papali was life? Quiet. There's something in... Lindsay Collins is a, is a future star, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's um, oh, he's good. He's real good, man, especially with his running game. And he doesn't miss, doesn't miss a lot of tackles. He does his work, like, just... Holmes was unimpressive. Yeah. Sort of well, the, the mail. The, the mail today is that Corey Lance down one. Well, it's almost as if Valentine Holmes is a better winger than he is a fullback. I'm yeah, just when putting was the it last out game there. he played? Like I, I know, he hasn't I know. Played for and you know what? Months, he, he improved yeah. at fullback this months, year, but like, he is by far a better winger. And in that Cowboy side and in the Queensland side, 
take money out of it, he is better used oh, the on the wing. The bloke's a superstar, but he hasn't yeah. played for eight to 12 weeks. Like, At origin level, he's a fun. winger. Like, you can't just yeah. rock up and play origin after an eight, ten-week layoff. I'd like, even say overall Corey Allen's a better fullback than Well, the, the, the mail... Yeah. Uh, we, we may as well blend this into the preview because the, the mail is late. Just reading this before we, we uh, resumed here is that Corey Allen will start fullback, which is an incredible thing, as we said, that... The Queensland number one is going to head to the next year unwanted. He didn't get picked for the first 10, 12 rounds or something no. this year. Like he couldn't get a yeah. game. And then he got a game because uh, the trail got busted. Bust, but then also they lost another one as well. I feel oh. as though Corey Allen will start in the centres or on the wing for South Sydney if he's still there at the start of next season. The main reason they want to move him on is to free up that space to re-sign Latrell. Someone so, needs to and, sign him, man. And so there Fuck, isn't someone. someone this is my whole point. At, see, at the moment the Tigers are perfect, but will they get him? No, because they're fuckwits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't sue me, Bridens. Um <laughs> But also, like, seriously, if you want to build a club for five years, he would be, right now, in the current climate, absolutely A1 number one. Well, there's the Sharks. Corey Allen, come to our club. I'm taking him over Will Kennedy. Well, of course, yeah. Kennedy can well, go Kennedy's play on the fine. wing or whatever. But you, at least, Alan, you go, what, we, we can't get him our key, but we, guess what? We've got the Queensland fullback. He's a bit of a ball player. He's going to play for the next five players. years. So now we're just going to – you've got three spines to fill instead of four, which is what we're going to have next year. Especially how bad they went for at a car. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move to the preview. Yep. Uh, team changes. So Harry's on the 14. Yep. Harry comes in for Queensland. Uh, New South Wales are as per program. I believe, and uh, Corey Allen comes in on the wing for sorry. No. Uh, with New South Wales, it's just Haas is starting and Paulo's on the bench, but it's the same one. The same 17. thing, but that's yeah, 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 that's yeah. what happened last week. That's yeah. what happened last Huss week. Started last, started last week. Did he? Am, I having, yeah. am no. I having a massive yeah. no, mind? You, Mate, yeah. I think you've had a bit of shell like shock from Barney yeah. spilling glasses. That's fine. No, that was game one. We talked about that. No, Haas started and he. I thought it was game two this week. So yeah, it worked perfectly. So. New South Wales as per program. Papenhausen didn't get a start. I think he's quite fit yet. I think. No, the, I don't think he's fit. Otherwise, fit. they would have played him. I don't. Yeah. Know. They wouldn't have played him. They would have played him if he was fit. I yeah. Think. Well, uh, this is a bit of news that comes into it as well. It's not huge, but Luke here. If is Papenhausen's 100 percent yep. fit, would you start him at, at uh, centre in front of Gutho? No, no he's a bit too small. I'll still go with Guffo. Okay. Uh, yeah, apparently Luke Keery's left the bubble. Yeah, another one too. There was two blokes apparently that have left oh, the bubble. Oh, well, they, they were outside the 21. They were just gone home. That's fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I saw it was being like reported. Luke Keery leaves the bubble, so I didn't know whether there was something to find. Yeah, there was another one too. Probably there was Campbell two Gill or someone. Both, um, yeah. That have both gone home. Would have been Campbell Gill? And, man, to be in that Why not? Bubble, you're not in a 21. Yeah. Like for the last six months, those blokes haven't been able to go home. They haven't been able to... Yeah, let the bloke go see his mum. Yeah. All the boys and all the rest of it. Yeah, let the bloke go see his mum. Okay, let's get into predictions. Uh, does anyone here think this could be turned around for Queensland? Yeah, I reckon it, it can. It can. Um, Christian Welch, he's back. Okay, and Munster back. And obviously Munster back, but I think Christian Welch up front, will um, he's ready to take on that challenge again because that's what Queensland lacked, his aggression. Yeah. And he, he's a leader of that well, forward he's pack. in the first game. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, he, he also adds that glue as well. That's that right. And I would suggest he – well, he's – again, going back to the Australian analogy, he's in the Australian 17. Yeah, yeah I was going to – yeah. Is he 10 or 8? No, but is he – Off the bench he was. Is he 14, yeah. uh, 15? He's not yes. explosive, but fuck, he does massive Mate, work. He's tough. And he does real good 
quality work. And we right. talked about him all through the final series as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an elite level prop. Uh, yeah, now, so you finish your story. So what's your prediction? Uh, prediction, uh, oh, MOTM, man of the series, first try. Um, man of series, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Tupo. Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, oh, what was the other one, sorry? No, First. the outcome of this game. Oh, outcome of this game. Yeah, um, yeah no, outcome of this game. Uh, I reckon uh, New South Wales, 1-7. Uh, to seven. And uh, my man of the match, and what, what is the man of the match? Oh, it's a Bradford. No, it's a Wally Lewis, Lewis, Lewis medal. Yeah. Should Lewis. be the Billy Slater medal. And if Queensland were to win, yeah. Oh, Chris Walsh will be man of the match. Cool. Yeah, right, uh, yeah, I think you've covered every base there. Yeah. I've forgotten oh, I think I have. I like the, the changes that Queensland have made. I think they've, the team's actually going to be stronger than what it was uh, in the second game uh, with Welch coming back in. Munster, obviously, if he plays 80 minutes, he can be a game-breaker for Queensland. Um, and he only played two and a half minutes or whatever it was in the I just thought of something. Sorry, I just butt in. I just realised, so Wayne Bennett's going to name Corey Allen fullback. He's his club coach. Isn't that a rap on... Massive rap. Isn't that a massive rap yeah. on the talent massive of Corey rap. Allen? Anyway, yeah. sorry, Cam. Especially when you're going to push Valentine yeah. 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 I just put four and five together wing, to make nine. Which is obviously what he's done. Like, yeah. he's, that's been his best position. But for him to have faith in him, he must really think... Which is well, Sammy deserved to be dropped. Let's oh, be yeah, honest. No, that's right. He deserved to be dropped. As a Titans fan, deserves, deserves to be dropped to be after dropped. game one. Yeah. yeah. He probably should have been dropped after game one, but, um, yeah. Because yeah, they won. I was surprised they didn't actually, but, yeah. Because I, th- yeah, you know, go on, man. Um, I still think New South Wales win just on uh, – and I think Cleary will back up again. He's 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 got the blueprint now, and he's going to go back to that. He's going to do the same thing. He's going to try and turn him around early, um, get rid of that stupid fucking chip bomb thing into the middle. Obviously, it works when you've got kick out – when you're kicking to kick out on Crichton, but kick out on Crichton aren't there to kick to, so – just kick to kick to your corners, bomb to Tupo, fucking put it along the ground for Adokar to chase, um, turn them around and let your let your big boys do the job, which they did in the second game, and that's it, what they should have done in the first game. Should be wrapped up realistically by now. New South Wales should have won the first game, should have been wrapped up by now, but they'll hopefully they can go up and do it in front of fifty five thousand fucking Queenslanders because Alastasia's let them all in. Yep, Alastasia. Yep. Anastasia. That's the thing we. That's the thing we always hear for. Alopecia. Uh, alopecia. <laughs> 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 Whatever you want to call it. Um, I think Cook's actually had a bigger impact than most people think he has. He's um, he has been quite good in the middle. I'd like to see him run a little bit more than what he has. Um, but if they get if New South Wales get their tail up, who knows? He might get back in there and start tearing up the middle as well. But Walker seemed to add another dimension to New South Wales' attack, which we were crying out for after the first game. I got New South Wales. One to twelve, only because there's going to be fifty-five thousand rednecks fucking screaming and yelling and (laughs) all the rest of it. Big shout out to our Queensland fans after Barney just bagged United Uh, Corway Lewis an overrated flog. (laughs) 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 Which I stand by. Um, Yeah, keep going. Oh, <laughs> oh mate, they hate us. We hate them yeah, at this time it. of the year. Fucking most of the time, I can put up with them, but they all have yeah, alopecia. Origin time, fucking no. Nah. Oh. Uh, Payne Haas again to do what he did, fucking in Origin two. 
New South Wales should win. If they don't, I'll be extremely disappointed and be kicking shit all around fucking everywhere. Were you really? But, yeah. Do you really care that much? I do. Uh, no. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, give a fuck. But okay. Go on, I'm going to say New South Wales probably one to six. Um, when you look at the Wally Lewis medal, right, it's usually the best player overall. So in game one, the man of the match was Kurt Capewell. Game two, the man of the match was Nathan Cleary. You would think if no, Evil... No, DCE got man of the match first game. Did he actually? Yes. yes. Should have been Kurt Capewell. Of course it should have been. But anyway, anyway... And DCE was actually good last week. Well, I, I have a feel... For what it was worth. I feel like Kurt Capewell, if he has another good game, it'll be three consistent good games in a row. So if Queensland win, I'm going to give the Wally Lewis medal to him. And if New South Wales win... Cleary's likely going to be steering him around the park again. He got man of the match in game two. So by default, I sort of think it goes to him. And I am tipping New South Wales to win the series, so I say Nathan Cleary gets the Wally Lewis medal. First try score at Walker. Same same play as the second try in the second game. First try score at Gutho. Uh, off the back of uh, Damien Cook, bit of a... Um, up the middle stuff. Uh, tremendous support play at Gutho, as you said. New South Wales... 12 to 16. <laughs> There's a bracket for you. Um, Man of the series, Josh Adokar, uh, just been outstanding. If Queensland are to win, it'll be on the back of Harry Grant's three try assists. No, it'd be Munster. If Queensland are going to win, mean, it'll be Munster. You mean, tell me I'm wrong. You mean, yeah, you're fucking wrong. Hold on. You I'll mean agree with the you, Melbourne Storms, <laughs> Harry Grant. Yes, that's right. Because he's back at Melbourne now. I yeah, just future, want to make sure you know Future immortal Harry Grant. Yeah, well, for the, for the next 25 Storm. years, when I pick uh, players at left Tigers, I can pick him at nine instead of, instead of Robbie Farrow. So, there yes, <laughs> it is. Um, the Wizards. But no, Munster is like that X factor in that Queensland team. He does shit that's off script and if... Someone's going to create points for that Queensland team. It's going to be Munster. Yep. It's not a bad spy when you say Grant, Munster, DCE, Allen. I'll tell you the Tigers. Anyway, it's uh, really it is on the table. No, it's not because uh, I think DC has still got eight, eight, <laughs> eight years to run on his contract there. I'll tell you what, if the Titans went and signed James Tedesco, Cameron Munster, Nathan Cleary and Cameron Smith... Oh, not Cameron mute Smith, him. sorry. Fucking mute him. Sorry. All right, cool. So all he's done for the night, he's eight rounds in. <laughs> I apologise for my moment there, but uh, let's wrap this up, boys. It's been a pleasure as always. No, no, finish your story. No, well, I was going to say, if the, if the <laughs> tight... He's fucking weird about and how the tight's better, going to be the best. Oh, what about when I have my interview with him? He's going to mute me <laughs> half of it. If the Titans go Valenstein, James Tedesco, Cameron Munster, Nathan Cleary and Harry Grant, the Titans spot will be AJ Brimson, Ash Taylor, Jamal Fogarty and Aaron Clark because they're the best. So the Queensland <laughs> spine. So the difference is the Queensland spine I just mentioned is actually going to be playing on. So you're going to play AJ Wednesday. in front of Tedesco. Now, you just said fair enough. You're going to side Tedesco and yeah, play with uh, AJ Brimson. All right, we're going home, guys. This is uh, sorry, sorry, a pleasure. Sorry, Believe it or not, I'm Fuck actually being it, satirical. Uh, Believe it or not. Also, follow Ollie's, Ollie's new page. It's uh, Ollie, Ollie, in my opinion. It's up on Facebook. I'm his first guest. See you next week. Love you, bye.